Hello guys, how's it going? Welcome, welcome, thanks for tuning in. This is officially the sound of the start of your weekend. It's the Not The Top 20 podcast betting show. We're sponsored by Betfair. A reminder that this show is for over 18s only. We ask that everyone listening be gamble aware and head to begambleaware.org if you are not. Just from us, make sure you understand the risks that come with gambling. Never bet more than you're willing and can afford to lose and definitely never chase losses either. I'm Ali Maxwell. He's George Ellick. George, last week on this show was something of a disaster. The only thing you got right was that Team Europe were not going to win the Ryder Cup. Um, So thank you for that. But otherwise, only one winning pick between us on the whole show. But which one was it? Chris Kamara. Yeah, it was a big old winner for you, wasn't it? I think even though I can't take any credit, thank you for saving our bacon because it would have been, yeah, I I was upset with my own performance. Um, Yeah, there were four nil-nils, weren't there, in League Two, and I'm pretty sure I backed a favourite in all four. So that was quite fun. (laughs) Connor Shaughnessy, born in Galway, 30th of June. 1996, formerly of Merview United, Reading, Leeds United, loans at Hearts, Mansfield, Burton, then on to Rochdale, now back at Burton, all culminating this young career in brewing up a 20-1 to winner for me, anytime goalscorer on this show, delighted. And it means that between the 20-1 to winner last week and the 9-1 to winner I had on the second weekend of the season, those two are doing some real heavy lifting for me in terms of season totals. Uh, according to Hugh Davies, who is kindly and meticulously tracking our picks, I'm now up 8.8 points and you're up 4.33. So big swing, obviously, last weekend and, and shows uh, different different approaches, different results. Let's see how we go this week, uh, George. What's your best bet across this most throbbing of EFL dockets. Uh-huh. Uh, my best bet is MK Dons to beat Doncaster at 20 to 23. Um, MK, a bit of a, uh, I don't mean not so much a stutter, but I, I expected them probably to win uh, in midweek. Um, and they drew three all against Fleetwood, conceding fairly late. Scott Twine, the hero here, um, with a hat trick. Um, but yeah, Batty's the 88th minute winner. Not giving them the win that they um, arguably, sorry, yeah, the equaliser, not giving them the win that they arguably would think that they deserved. Um, but that shouldn't take away the fact that this is an incredible run of form from, from MK Dons. You know, they haven't lost a game in any competition since the 17th of August, uh, sorry, the 14th of August, where they went uh, at home 2-1 down to Sunderland, um, which in itself isn't necessarily a terrible piece of form. They are looking probably better than we anticipated they would look had Russell Martin stayed at the club and we thought they were going to be uh, promotion candidates. They certainly look to me like they are at the moment. Uh, the new manager's come in and done very well and there seems little reason at all given their strength and depth, given the players that they've got available to them, the attacking options they've got. You know, you look at Parrott and Waters starting out front with Twine and behind, Moisa coming off the bench, O'Reilly and Robson, easily my favourite midfield duo in the whole division. Um, and then Jules and Darling, the two darlings of MK Dons and O'Hara as well, making up that back three. They are just a very, very good side on paper. Liam Manning looks like a very good coach and everything is, is falling into place. And they're coming up against a Doncaster side who look totally and utterly dreadful. Um, there's no other way to really put it. You know, you look at the the results themselves have been incredibly poor. A 6-0 defeat um, in midweek to Ipswich was the culmination of just a run of bad form. They lost to Plymouth before that, very late on. Uh, defeats against Wigan. It, it's except for the one 0 win against Morecambe uh, a couple of weeks ago. 
it's been, uh, in, in a game that I think Morecambe felt pretty aggrieved not to have taken something from it, conceding a very late goal, it's been totally abject. And so I had a look today to see if that is being reflected in the data. Now, the, the, the latest numbers from Fox Punter that I have to hand don't incorporate midweek games. So this is before the 6-0 win against Ipswich. 6-0 defeat. <laughs> Sorry, 6-0 defeat. Can't talk today. Um, in their last four games, Doncaster have an XG ratio of 20%, 20.73 to be exact. An XG4 of 0.48 per game, and an XG against of 1.84. Small sample size, whatever. Last eight games, 0.34 going forward even worse 1.44 against 21 percent now the next worst teams in in the ratio table over those two spells in four four matches it's Gillingham 31 percent um Morecambe last eight matches 33 percent so there is a at least a 10 percent differential in terms of the, the percentages that these teams are registering from 23rd to 24th Doncaster have to be the worst team in the division. We have to, we, you know, we have to take that on board. And I think there's been enough evidence since Richie Wellens's time in charge at Swindon to suggest that something is amiss in terms of his coaching style, his management ability, because it didn't go well at Salford's. It's not going well at Doncaster. And we're not seeing any signs of life from Donny at all. Now, of course, they'll come into this one under some pressure and I think Wellens is probably under some pressure as well having been beaten so comfortably in midweek he did the, but it old, cl- get he did the old classic in midweek of well firstly they refunded the fans which was a nice touch who made the trip to, to Ipswich to see them lose 6-0 but he definitely did the old classic in his post-match like well I'll have to sit down with the chairman and um, if I'm not the right man for this job um, then uh, that's fine that's fine yeah never well, a good sign when that's the quote is no it? I mean it it, it, it it shows a, a total lack of fight, I guess, or a willingness to improve things. Um, and, I, and I don't think there could really be a worse team for them to be playing because MK Dons aren't Ipswich. They aren't Sunderland. They aren't Wigan. They're not a side that Doncaster are going to, fans are going to be travelling to a game on Saturday too fearful of given their, you know, perceived size of club. You know, Doncaster will not feel like MK Dons are a team who should be beating them. But they are a very, very good side. And they are a team who I think are very likely to beat them. And I think things could get nasty very quickly on Saturday if that is the case. You know, This is, MK, this is an MK side who are more adept than anybody at creating good chances. Uh, and Doncaster have shown very, very little going forward at all all seasons. So I think this is a massive bet. You know, I'm sure MK would be, what, four to seven if they were at home? I don't think there's a massive home advantage here for Doncaster at all. And, and MK Don's away form um, is absolutely fine as well. Um, you know, they, they rank third in the XG table away from home or fourth, sorry, the 58%. Chart. I mean, it's just, I think everything stacks up here. I think it's a, you know, they went off, MK went off, um, I think four to six, eight to 13 at home to to Fleetwood on on uh, on Tuesday night. So to be getting not far off even money here uh, ranks as a very strong bet in my book. Mm, my nap this weekend also in League One. I'm actually swerving the championship entirely because I was terrified by what I saw when I, I went on the championship section of Betfair this morning. Uh, what a maddening division that is to try and uh, bet on. I'm all about Ipswich at 2.45 with Betfair Sportsbook to beat Accrington Stanley at Accrington this weekend. Ipswich were the beneficiaries of that desperate Doncaster display, but it's not like they weren't good for their 6-0 win. Um, only 11 shots. You have to say that the finishing was pretty exceptional. Doncaster mustered one shot of their own. It was 
as dominant a performance as you're likely to see in one of the EFL leagues, I think it's fair to say. Um, and Ipswich are starting to settle, aren't they? They're starting to take shape, of course. Um, that initial run of, I think, six games without a win to start the season, confusing as it was, given that they seem to be scoring twice every game and still not winning, uh, that has unsurprisingly settled uh, and they're starting to take shape. Uh, this win was their second in their last three with a draw against Sheffield Wednesday wedged in between, probably one that they were fortunate-ish to draw, uh, only thanks to a big Bailey Peacock Farrell mistake. So certainly not the perfect team yet. I'm not ready to say they're the best team in the league yet, but it's a funny situation where Ipswich Town could well be. It's not necessarily probable, but it's very possible they could be the best team in the league. Uh, and the league table certainly won't reflect that for a while because they're still, what are they, 19th, I think, as we record. Uh, they've scored two or more goals in seven of their nine games this season. So no matter what the results were, Ipswich, from the very first day of the season, have been scoring goals. And it's not un it's not that surprising, is it, when you see who's dovetailing behind whoever's playing up top. As it is, Macaulay Bond looks to have made the number nine spot his own, despite plenty of impressive competitors. Uh, and he has seven goals in, I think, seven starts or maybe only six starts. So he's doing what you want your number nine to do doing what he's always done, uh, League One level and below, get on the end of chances and finish them for the most part. <laughs> Does miss a few sitters from time to time. And then behind him in midweek, the rotating cast of Burns on the right, whose speed and directness has been really eye-catching in the last few weeks. Fraser doing what Fraser does. And Bursant Salina looks confident, looks fit now. It looks like he wants to impact games. He he was he was everywhere and Doncaster couldn't handle him. Evans scored a hat-trick from central midfield. Uh, and that just left Sam Morsey sitting and screening, which is what he loves to do for Paul Cook teams in League One. So all looking pretty good for Ipswich, I'd say, at the moment. But also, this is a lot about Accrington and their recent form. They got beaten 2-1 at the Stadium of Light against Sunderland, which, you know, there's no shame in that. But then desperate against Wigan Athletic last weekend, 4-1 defeat. Um, sorry, not last weekend, the weekend before last. A 4-1 defeat where you could tell from minute one they weren't going to compete with Wigan. Um, they were beaten comfortably by a much better side, a much stronger side. Uh, then they had an hour against 10-man Morecambe. Uh, and could only go from 2-2 to 3-3, failed to win that one. That would have been a disappointing result. And then a 5-1 loss to your Yellows on Tuesday, where they just look so open, you slice through them at will. And, and this Ipswich side can do the same to them. They've now conceded 17 goals from open play, Accrington, which is the most in League One. And last season, if you look back, they actually conceded three goals or more in 10 games out of 46. So this Accrington-Stanley side, although there's a lot to like about them, and we're... You know, normally pretty sweet on Accrington. I've definitely picked them a fair few times on this very show, but they can get pretty ragged. And when things aren't going their way, when they're not fully on it, they can get put away pretty comfortably by the big sides or the good sides, I should say. This season, they've beaten teams in 15th, 21st, 22nd and 24th. So all teams in the bottom 10. And they've lost to teams 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 6th and 8th. And I think that very neatly measures where Accrington are. Um, much better than the teams down at the bottom, but certainly much worse than the teams right at the top. And Ipswich might be bottom half in name, but certainly not in quality or recent performance level. So I like this a lot. Uh, added bonus for me uh, is that Ross Sykes, Accrington's key defender, you'd say, is suspended for this game. He hit five yellows in midweek. 
against the Yellows. Uh, and Dion Charles continues to be a bit of an elephant in the room here. Uh, he hasn't played in the last three. Uh, they're kind of a bit of a standoff because he wanted to leave. Accrington didn't want him to leave. His agent's in his ear. Andy Holt's not very happy. John Coleman's not very happy. Dion Charles is not very happy. And it's clearly not a situation that's helping the club, uh, nor is the fact that he is not playing for the team. So, look, I think that Accrington, over the course of 90 minutes, can ask a question or three of Ipswich Town. But I think Ipswich ultimately will overcome them with, with pure quality and this new settled side full of energy and confidence. So Ipswich, my best bet, 2.45 with Betfair Sportsbook. Thanks very much for that. Next best. Barrow to beat Mansfield at five to two. I'm not even going to muck around with any draw no bet nonsense or, or stuff. I'm I'm confident that that is massive value because uh, you know I spoke about Doncaster there being the the alarming data team in in League One and, and Mansfield are, are exactly the same in League Two. Someone needs to check Mansfield for a pulse because they are really poor. And you know this isn't one of those ones where sometimes at this stage of the season, we'll say, oh, this is a side who you might want to look out for here because whilst they're doing okay, the data suggests they're pretty bad. Mansfield's results are uh, abysmal. You know, I mentioned how MK Dons hadn't lost since the 14th of, of uh, August. Well, Mansfield haven't won since the 14th of August in all competitions. That is eight games. Yes, they've drawn their last two, but a look at the data suggests that their performances have actually got, gotten worse since then. Um, although we should point out they were down to 10 men. Uh, against their Orient in their last game, um, but albeit only for the last 10 minutes or so. Um, but they were poor in that game. Orient should have won it. They were poor at home against Rochdale. Their performances are just nowhere near the standard that I think we anticipated Nigel Clough's Mansfield to be. And I wonder, you know, I've said a lot about Neil Warnock and Borough. I wonder if Clough's really up for this fight now. You know, he, he came down to Mansfield in order to take over a club who had serious promotion ambitions and aspirations. He started very well, but over the course of the last 20-odd games, they have been abject, um, and he has been unable to get any kind of tune out of them. They seem to be the cursed team of League Two. It doesn't matter who comes in, doesn't matter which players come in. Something is just amiss at Mansfield. And, you know, the data that I, met, that I mentioned there, not too much better than, than Donny's in League One. 29.64 XG ratio, bottom in their last four games. 39%. Uh, in the last eight games, much, much better, but still bottom. But reflecting what I was saying about those last two games, probably because they were level for large periods of the two, um, they invited more pressure on. So it's really poor. And, and Barrow, I've said it so many times here, and I still think Barrow are, are quite clearly a top eight minimum side, probably a top six side, um, who are just yet to really get there. And that's reflected in the data as well. They're kind of top four, top five for both um, the players they have, the manager they have. It's just everything to me suggests that Barrow are the better team. Now, obviously, they are away from home and, and that plays its big part here. Um, but the prices at the moment of, of Barrow being five to two outsiders with... Um, with Mansfield at 23 to 20 suggested if these two played at a neutral venue, there wouldn't be a great deal between them. And that, I just think the market's got completely wrong. Um, I think a lot of this is being priced up in reputation rather than actual facts and data and what we've seen on the football pitch so far. So I think Barrow are, are as good a five to two shot as you're going to get really um, on Saturday away at Mansfield. Forest Green 2.4 is my next best and this is the league leaders Forest Green they they genuinely might go wire to wire to win this league title because I think there's definitely a question in league 2 about how many good enough teams there are to set a sort of automatic promotion pace and I think 
the certainly the fixture between Vale and Orient this weekend is one that I've circled uh, in order to watch pretty closely and try and work out how those two teams match up. Um, you've got Bradford who have dropped off a bit, Mansfield as discussed who have been desperately poor uh, and you've got a few others who haven't necessarily put it all together yet. And all the while Forest Green are the best team in the league and, and kind of looking pretty comfortable up there I would suggest. Uh, that They conceded eight goals in their first five games while scoring three goals per game and flying to the top of the table and it was all a little bit confusing and you thought well ideally they, they won't keep conceding this many because they certainly won't keep scoring that many uh, they've responded by keeping four clean sheets in a row in the league uh, but they have indeed uh, stopped scoring quite as many uh, but still enough to pick up two wins and two draws in that time they've won three out of their four on the road this season uh, and yeah after that early season flurry of goals both for and against I'd say just generally they've tightened up a little um, they've settled into an automatic promotion team and, and probably the best of them all Carlisle are their opponents and well they're hosts this weekend at Brunton Park let's hope that Forest Green can get up there on oh no they don't use petrol they won't use petrol will they they'll use electrics or biofuel uh, yeah I, I'm, you're in murky waters here I have no idea they must have electric minibuses now. Although, I mean, in fairness, the water should be pretty clean, you'd think, so. <laughs> yeah. Carlisle, footballing-wise, very bad. Last weekend, in defeat to Sutton, 4-0 losers. The way that they folded after going behind, because at 0-0, it wasn't, you know, it was a fairly tight game. Uh, but the way they folded after going behind and the amount of noise, anti-Chris Beach coming from social media and Carlisle fans... Are those two things a sign that the managers are slightly losing his grip on things? I don't know. We have been, and certainly were last season, very big Chris Beach fans. So it's uh, it's it's one where you don't want to just suddenly flip 180 and say, no, this is a bad manager. I don't necessarily think that. What I do know is that there's almost nothing that Carlisle this season do better than Forest Green, um, regardless of manager pressure. And their previously very efficient, effective style of play currently looks like it makes no sense with the squad that they have. So that is an issue. Uh, and add on top of that the layer of potential toxicity if they go behind at home in front of an expectant crowd and a crowd who are not, are not enjoying what they're seeing. Um, this could be a tough one for them. I, I think Forest Green are the best team in the league. So at 2.4, um, for the best team in any league to win a game in that league uh, is always going to catch my eye. And, and the fact that I don't think Carlisle are in a good place means that this is my next best, Forest Green, 2.4 with the Betfair Sportsbook. Uh, don't forget, before we move on to our lays, that Betfair have no cash-out suspensions whatsoever on match odds for all EFL games. Now, that's applicable to singles and multiples. So, uh, whatever you fancy this weekend, uh, if you use the Betfair Sportsbook on match odds for all EFL games, there won't be a single second where your cash-out offer will be suspended. That's something that Betfair offer. We're going to make the most of the Betfair exchange now with our lay bets, George. Yeah, my lay is Cardiff in the championship. Um, this shouldn't take too long because I think anybody who follows this, um, follows the EFL will know that Cardiff are in not in a very good spot at the moment. Um, they have been absolutely thumped in both of their last two games. <clears throat> uh, they were beaten 4-0 by West Brom at home on Tuesday night. They were beaten 5-1 uh, away by Blackburn on Saturday and things are unravelling pretty quickly at Cardiff. Um, I think teams have 
worked out their set piece threat. They've worked out that if you stop that, there's not much else to really deal with. Ryan Giles's brilliant form at the beginning of the season has understandably dipped a bit. Kiefer Moore um, is not looking as strong as he did early on either. There's just quite a lot to be concerned about here. Um, they play against a Reading team who I just can't really get to grips with at all. Um, they were beaten 1-0 by, by Derby in midweek, but they've created loads of chances in that game. And Ryan Olsop was was man of the match, really, on his on his first start for, for Derby, um, keeping the score at 1-0. There, there is a concern that, you know, I mentioned Cardiff. Um, you know, if teams are working out to stop Cardiff, you have to stop their set-piece threat. And the fact that they've got Josh Lawrence um, and Andy Yeardham at centre-back might give them some kind of advantage when it comes to the set pieces, especially when you think of the players further up the pitch, Hlilovic, Swift, uh, Azaria. They may not have the the best aerial threat to deal with that, but I still think there's enough wrong at Cardiff that at the moment, you know, especially given the players that Reading have in attack, um, I couldn't be going near backing them at uh, 2.08, which is what they are now, um, 2.1 to lay. That is mighty, mighty short for a team who are in um, a pretty dire situation. So, yeah, I'm laying Cardiff uh, on Saturday at 2.1. Now, I don't want it to look like we're going after the Welsh here, <laughs> but I am laying Newport County in League Two this weekend. I've, I, I've backed Swansea. I mean, they're, they're not making onto this, but that should just show that we aren't anti-Welsh. That's, that's uh, important. We love Sorba Thomas as well. Important that we make that abundantly clear. 1.8 is the lay price that I've put up this morning, not long before we started recording. It hasn't been matched yet, but with the Newport price to back being something like 1.78, I'm hoping that that will be matched uh, over the next 48 hours or so. That's because, although they're against Scunthorpe this weekend, who are no great shakes, there's very little I like about Newport at the moment. Sometimes the lay bets are because, like last weekend, Sunderland-Cheltenham, my reasoning was, I like Cheltenham. And I think if they perform at their highest level, they can frustrate Sunderland at a very skinny price. Uh, that wasn't the case. I did not realise that Will Boyle was injured. And that makes me certainly not want to get on board anything Cheltenham-related anytime soon. Uh, this is the opposite to that, though. This is me not liking the quite short favourite. Um, Newport are not the Newport of the last few seasons uh, on on evidence based on, what, nine games so far this season. Not tight enough defensively to keep the clean sheets that they might have kept in previous seasons, to keep them uh, very much in games at all times. They haven't kept a clean sheet in their last six games. And unsurprisingly, they're, they're finding it hard to win football matches because going forward, desperate, desperate. They, they look so... Uh, unjoined up in possession uh the set piece threat is there but it's probably not as strong as it's been in previous seasons um they look very very clogged uh on the ball and they're making it look very difficult to create and score goals uh now don't get me wrong their opponents scunthorpe clearly are, are not a, a hugely high performing side either uh also very poor in terms of goal expectancy 5.8 xg from open play so far is already pretty low for the league but they've only scored two goals from those shots so it does suggest a mixture of of average to poor chance creation uh but let down as well by poor finishing and, and we think over time um, maybe they'll start to move in line for that. So maybe this is the day that Scunthorpe get a bit of finishing variance. Uh, either way, I, I can see it just being a very low margin, very turgid affair 
between two teams that find it very difficult to score goals. So I'm going to lay Newport because if I think it's going to be particularly low margin and I don't think Newport are very, very good, then I think 1.8 looks too short. So laying Newport County 1.8 this weekend. Goals bets now. BTTS, uh, I am going for in Northampton against Sutton. Uh, Northampton have, have stepped it up a bit. I said a couple of weeks ago they needed to improve if they were going to stay uh, the form, and they've done that in their last few games, uh, looking much, much better going forward, creating more chances. Um, but Sutton looked to me to be, away from home, a bit of a, a goals nap, if that makes sense. Um, again, looking at the, the old XG stuff, um, they rank pretty much the highest goal expectancy in the league um in the last four games it's 1.69 going forward 1.51 at the back last eight 1.55 going forward 1.39 at the back um they are just a team who it's it's kind of weird because the one time you and i saw them live they looked like they were very very solid defensively but conceding chances has been their issue this season um and away from home especially that's been the case i, I fancy northampton to score they normally do at home um, but I just think this is a bit of value because Sutton will certainly give it a go. We know that they've got um, their own way of attacking, I guess. They're going to get balls into the box. They're going to make it very, very difficult for Liam Roberts. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I think I fancy them to give it a go. I think they are certainly a team who, who look to be on the ascendancy. They've won three of the last four league games, uh, although, albeit all three of those were at home. Um, but I think that this should be a fairly open encounter uh, when Sutton comes to town. So BTTS at 10 to 11. Lovely bet. A fairly open encounter. A fairly open encounter. A fairly open encounter. When Sutton come to town. Yeah. There's one for free Northampton Town fans. Uh, my goals bet is an under one point. Imagine if they sang that. <laughs> it was so weird. Our influence does not extend that far, sadly. Um, I'm hoping our influence extends far enough for Shane Lavery's nickname, the truffle pig, to stick. I think there's a good chance. Um, whether or not he wants that to stick, I don't know. But uh, we'll see how we go. Under 1.5 double, again, for me in the goals bet section, looking to land one of these 8-9-1 to one shots at some point over the next few weeks. No luck with it last week, of course. Um, but this is a midterm game. Uh, I'm not going to commit to long term because I might find something else that tickles my fancy. But I kept testing my theories during midweek. Uh, I spoke about my theories last week after a, a big Thursday morning of research and had a bit of success last night, actually. Uh, a Wednesday night Trixie in the championship with three under 1.5 goal picks, two of them coming in. Uh, so I landed a double at over 7-1. to one. The Derby game and the Millwall game came in. Luton Coventry did nat 5-0, in fact. Uh, so just a quick reminder that I'm looking for formational similarity and stylistic similarities as well. What terrible phrasing that is. Doesn't sound very exciting, does it? But essentially, I'm looking for games where I expect the two teams to be able to cancel each other out to a certain extent uh, and I've picked two matches where I think that the expected shape formation match each other up and the teams involved as well are good matchups for each other in terms of cancelling each other out they're, they're both in league two one of them I've already spoken about Newport against Scunthorpe I suspect that Scunthorpe will switch to their preferred three at the back system they haven't played it the last few games because Harry Davis has been out injured but I'd expect Davis, Honorias and Taft to be in a back three. Newport as well, uh, they switch between the two, don't they? But they quite like a back three. 
I've, I just find it very hard, as discussed, to see that this is going to be some sort of open, dynamic game of football. Uh, and I think if Scunthorpe can defend set pieces well, I just see a very low-scoring game. So that's leg one, Newport Scunthorpe under 1.5, and Port Vale Orient. I said I'm excited about this game, more on a sort of trying to rate the two teams against each other rather than I expect an open attacking affair. 3-5-2 uh, plays 3-5-2. Very well-matched teams on pretty much every level. Uh, two of the three best defences in the league in this game. Uh, and Tom James for Orient being suspended is a bonus here. He's got three assists and that delivery from deep on the right side onto the head of Harry Smith has been uh, a pretty fertile combination. So uh, that's my under 1.5 double. Port Vale, Leighton Orient and Newport Scunthorpe. The double is just a touch under 8 to 1, 8.91 with the Betfair Sportsbook. And remember with Betfair, if you bet £20 on multiples or bet builders, you'll get a £5 free bet to use also on multiples or bet builders. Terms and conditions do apply for that, but a multiples offer £20 on multiples or bet builders, you'll get a £5 free bet with Betfair, which leaves us with where we found glory last week, George, the goal scorer segment. Yeah, I'm I'm taking one of your bets. Um What? I'm gonna sound like I'm gonna sound like a bit of a parrot here. <gasps> wow. Because Yeah. I'm backing Choi Parrot. Yes, I thought it might be. Because you normally do that, so I'm just you know. We didn't Top even, of the morning too, yeah. We didn't talk about the fact that I basically banned myself from picking him last week and he scored. I know. But then you, that, that was lucky because you got a 21 winner instead. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's hilarious. And I backed him, obviously, anyway. So it was all good. <clears throat> but it was quite funny because it was, it was before the Shaughnessy goal. So most of my mentions on Twitter were, lol, parrot scored, mate. And I was like, yeah, lol. <laughs> and then lol. Big lol. How about Shaughnessy, eh? Shaughnessy. So maybe you should, as we discuss, not pick Parrot and scramble around for a centre back. Pick Parrot. No, I'm picking Parrot. I'm, I'm backing Parrot. I mean, the, the tip is anytime goal scorer eleven to four, but I'm backing him to score two goals or more at seventeen to one, and I'm backing him to score a hat trick at one hundred seventy-five to one. Yes, it's probably quite unlikely that two MK Dons players are going to score hat tricks in the same week, um, but he's just priced up in on the incorrect place in the market. You know, Moisa is four to one. Sorry, it's 70 to 10 anytime. Twine is, is 23 to 10. Waters, 5 to 2. Brown, 5 to 2. Then you've got to go out to Parrot at 11 to 4. I mean, he's the most likely of those four to score, not the least likely. There's just no question about that in my mind. He's a shot monster. He's an XG monster. He's got finally got his goals. Um, you know, he's, he's finally got the, the Parrot off his shoulder in terms of, of getting, the, Lovely. getting the goals, his first senior goals. And he's just somebody who I think will continue to score. Um, I've, I've made the case for why I'm backing MK Dons in the nap. Um, we've seen Doncaster concede six goals twice in different competitions, once in the, in the yeah, trophy against Rotherham, once this week against Ipswich. I think if they score early, MK, this could be any score, knowing the way that they attack. So yeah, eleven to four any time is 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 the tip, but I'm backing him in basically every single market. That's very very exciting. Well, unsurprisingly, I'm following a similar theme to last week's twenty to one winner, uh, and very specifically, I mean because I'm picking a centre back that's playing against Lincoln, which is exactly what Shaughnessy was. <laughs> and you might remember that a big part of the reasoning for that was Lincoln cannot defend set pieces as shown by Shaughnessy's goal. They've given up 6.7 expected goals already just from set plays. That's over two expected goals more than the next worst in League One, which is Doncaster. Centre-backs have notched against them in the last two games. Shaughnessy famously at 20-1. to Wooten of Morecambe 
at 18 to 1. Those who are on our NTT20 squad leveller betting group will know all about the Wooten pick at 18 to 1. Uh, I was on both of those. So this weekend, who do Lincoln get matched up against? Dan Scar of Plymouth Argyle. The most shots inside the box of any League One centre-back this season. Uh, last season in League Two, he was a bit of a shot monster for Walsall. Uh, third most shots per 90 of any centre-back that played more than 20 games in League Two last season. I say all that to say Dan Scar is a big threat. Lincoln, horrendous at defending set-pieces. Scar's had two or more shots in five of his 10 games this season. So I'm hoping that we can get at least two opportunities to score. And he is at 18 to 1 anytime with Betfair. So that is my goal scorer pick this week on the betting show. Hope you've enjoyed it, guys. We're going to recap our selections now, starting with my friend, colleague, co host, George Ellick, who needs a winner. Oh, all right. Um, FK Don's a nap. Um, and then in that game, also Troy Parrott to score any time, 11 to 4. Um, Barrow, the next best at 5 to 2 away at Mansfield, laying Cardiff at home to Reading and then BTTS Northampton against Sutton for the goals. Lovely, lovely stuff. My nap is Ipswich Town 2.45 with Betfair Sportsbook. Forest Green at 2.4. I'm laying Newport on the exchange at 1.8. My goals bet is an under 1.5 goals double. Uh, and it is Newport Scunthorpe under 1.5 and Port Vale Leighton Orient under 1.5. Uh, that's at 8.91. And my goal scorer selection is Dan Scar to score anytime for Plymouth Argyle. Away at Lincoln this weekend. I'm just going to triple check the price. It's 18 to 1. Uh, there you go, guys. Ooh. Hope that this has been a nice way to just creak open that door to your weekend. Hope that you have an excellent one as well. If you're around on Friday night, circa 10.15 p.m., Sky Sports Football is the place to be. George and I are talking unexpected early season marksman goal scorers in our sky segment which is very very exciting indeed so join us then live on sky football and then on saturday night i will be on quest as well league one league two punditry is my job on quest from 10 p.m but the show starts at nine and it's a fascinating fascinating slate of championship games i'm terrified by the championship at the moment i've left it completely alone this weekend we'll see how we go uh this podcast has been sponsored by betfair you know that they offer the sportsbook and the exchange and also that they have no cash out suspensions on match odds for all EFL games and the multiples offer as well, which is if you bet £20 on multiples or bet builders, you'll receive a £5 free bet. So after a busy midweek of action and a Thursday lunchtime betting show recording, that's it for us until Monday. But we can't wait to break down this EFL weekend. So make sure you're subscribed to this podcast feed and make sure you join us then. Go well, everyone. <laughs>